0: Hey everybody, this is James, and Marco, and the Bill, and this is the Movie Palace Podcast. And today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11am to
1: 6pm. So if you're looking for a gift for your avid comic book fan, or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see.
2: And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com.
0: And today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, a couple news items, a topic by me actually, and a mini review of the Studio Ghibli film Spirited Away, followed by the main review of Blade Runner 2049.
1: Hey, what's you watching?
2: So James, what you been watching?
1: Um actually,
0: I've I've been watching a lot lately this is uh the time of the year where the shows kind of come back so I don't know about you guys but I'm almost I almost have too much DVR shows right now fall seasons back baby oh yeah, yeah. so regardless what I have been watching though um supergirl season three started I just watched that I'm probably gonna stop watching that one too I'm finally because um man I'm gonna give it one more episode like tonight the second episode starts I know Marco can
1: kind of attest to this too. Season two
0: was not that good.
1: I dropped off after episode five, I think, or Oh six. wow, you only
0: did six. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't it was like last. like 20 episodes. I yeah,
1: think. there's no way I could have done 20 episodes of that shitty ass writing. Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> it's it's not was... from um, the same, well, it's from the same creators of The Flash and um, Arrow, but it's got a different but, team behind okay, it. What, okay, no.
1: what network was it originally on? It CBS. was on CBS, actually. CBS. The, the I thought that it would have improvements going to the CW from CBS, and wow, was I wrong. It was so much better in its original network. The The writing was better. The storyline was better. It, 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 it was just a better show as a whole. And I feel like, sadly enough, the CW just completely ruined. It didn't know what to do with the show. I still feel like it would have worked better if it was in the same universe as the Arrowverse. So they all kind
0: of affect each other more. Yeah, but yeah. she's in a True. different dimension where they can yeah. visit anytime they want to have like a four-part series. Really? Exactly. That's basically it. So it's like it has so much potential, but it's probably it's one of those shows that every week now I'm already feeling like it's a chore to finish it. I'm like, uh, I don't want to feel like that either. With all these shows that I'm watching, it's one of those shows that I'm probably going to just probably have to either binge watch or just skip all the other. Except for when the crossover episode happened. Which is
1: a shame, because it it was a show that had a lot of potential, and then it just went to waste.
0: Yeah, but Flash, on the other hand, just started its new season. I really liked the new episode for that. Uh, Same with Legends of Tomorrow. They have a new little setup there, too. And I think Arrow was really good, too, this week uh, for the season, starting out the season. And um, those are all shows on CW, based on the DC Comics of slightly the same name. Other than that, uh started Mr. Robot 2, or actually, I watched the first episode, for season three. I think that was pretty cool. So Same. for anybody that doesn't know, Mr. Robot is on USA?
1: Yeah. USA on Wednesday nights.
0: Yeah. Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock, I want to say. It's about a hacker. There's a lot more to it than that, but the start of season three already, I really like where it's going. It's already kind of, it builds directly off of how season two ended, and I really like the direction it's going in and this episode was mostly a setup i would say to kind of build you up to kind of get you like oh this is where everybody is for for now I, i'm looking forward to it it's one of my favorite shows yeah so
1: it was like a slow burn slow burn episode where everything's just kind of revealed very like in, in small steps but um i'm excited for it too and it, it's definitely one of my favorites um i'm i i'm super excited that it's back me too. Uh on top of that,
0: quickly, I Gotham again. It's one of my favorite shows still. That's on Fox on Thursday nights. That's that's going really well too. I just uh Inhumans is really bad, by the way. That's on Friday nights. I keep hearing that. On ABC, it's terrible. Wow. The rumor is that it's already been canceled, thank God. And four, shit. <laughs> 4 of the 8 <laughs> episodes have already shown. Um they're really pushing for that show, too. They advertised a, a lot. They did the an IMAX. Right? I watched the IMAX version of yeah. it too. Remember, I spent twenty two dollars on that, and for two uh, episodes, right? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it is so bad. Nobody is likable on this show. This this one is r- roughly based on the Inhumans comics about um, the royal Inhuman family that lives on the moon. So, if I've lost you already, there
2: isn't the premise of the Inhumans is, is something that Marvel started introducing after the X Men mutants. Um, movie franchise is kind of really popular because they've, I don't know if anybody's really familiar with the comic books, but they've kind of slowly died down on the X-Men mutant thing and have... Because they don't have the movie rights? Right, and have bolstered up Inhumans a lot in the comics. Yes. To a point, they still make a
0: lot of money off of X-Men, but this show is terrible. I can't recommend it to anyone. I'm I'm just watching it strictly because I'm like, let me just finish this thing out. Who would have
1: thought that a bad wig would have foreshadowed the demise of the show. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what? One of the ladies, her name is Medusa on there, has a hair powers. Her hair is like her weapon. And her wig looks terrible. But I know, she during, only has it in the first episode. Really. Yeah, during so.
1: the initial like promotional material, like it's, some photos were released and everybody was just bashing it. And just sort of had already a bad taste about the show because of that. And... You know, lo and behold, now this show, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what caused the show to fail, but I mean, I, I think it's just kind of funny. It uh,
2: helps take away from it, though. Yeah. part
0: of it. I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, there's a lot more weaknesses in this that. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: On top of that, too, I just started season two of the um, Shannara Chronicles on Spike TV. So this was a show that was originally on MTV last season, but they got a second season, which is pretty awesome. These are based on the Terry Brooks um, novels. Which are fantasy based, and um, I really like it so far. So I don't. Did you guys? Did you watch any of them? I saw, co- I saw a couple episodes of the first season. Um,
2: it and it was good. It was weird to be on MTV. So maybe <laughs> it's it better on Spike. Um, I think
0: it's already better on Spike. Yeah. They they focus a lot on. It's like, hey, there's hella good looking people in this show. This is MTV. That sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but yeah. every MTV show there.
0: Yeah, but um, I like it actually, man. This is pretty cool. This is not technically based on any of the books because the last one was based on the elf stones of shanara so this one is like a continuation between the second and third of uh, the original like trilogy but um not bad it's a, if you like fantasy ones or and once again it's a it's a tv show so don't expect the craziest but the but the the sets look really good and i feel like the actors and actresses in it are actually have grown as characters too so it's kind of a nice thing and then, uh, lastly, on TV, what I've been watching is uh, Star Wars Rebels season four just started. Oh, I start oh Didn't can't wait. it started. Nobody knows it started because it start it premiered at twelve thirty at night. So wow, <laughs> yeah, it's two episodes. It's about the Battle of Mandalore. But um, I was telling Mark on the way here that it's really weird because there's only like eight or nine episodes this season. i oh, really it's a very short season, and they already showed two of them. And the fact that they play at midnight. And one, I feel like they're just trying to get him out of the way. Like, why are they doing it so? Big? I have no idea. Is this a oh, regular that's time? just so, yeah. Saddened, every week dude. I have it
1: recording at 12 30 at night, bro. Damn, dude. Like, I'm I'm so juiced for this season, also. Of Rebels, like, I, I love that show. This and is, just yeah, to this, hear that just to let you know, it's, it's on Disney
0: season? XD, and this is the final season. That's what I thought,
1: yeah. And yeah. just to hear that they've pretty much released only nine episodes is just it's disheartening, man, because that show had a lot of life to it there's just it's so deep and there's just so much to that show i, I mean if you're a huge star wars fan like check out star wars rebels please it's you won't r- it's really good yeah, each yeah, season gets better.
2: It. it grows every season
1: and the third season is by far like my, my favorite season so far so far like it's like third seasons have been really great so far i've noticed that yeah that's tv wise uh movie wise
0: i watched three movies here other than the ones that we reviewed I finally caught uh, American, Sa- uh, American Assassin in theaters. The one that stars, it's Michael Keaton is the main dude in there. He's a the teacher. Yeah. It stars Dylan O'Brien from the Maze Runner series as a guy named Mitch Rapp, who after his uh, girlfriend gets killed in a terrorist attack, um, he kind of, I, it's hard to say, He he trains himself to become the ultimate assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean all that's in the trailer anyway. So. Yeah, you see it in the trailer. It's not yeah. a spoiler. And then the fucking uh the FBI CIA pick him up and then train him the right way. Um overall though, I actually
1: like the movie. Yeah, I heard good things about it. You it's got it
0: it's the storyline is a little ridiculous at times. Cause like Taylor Kitts shows up about halfway through and his name is like Ghost. <laughs> Dude, just think about it, right? And he's okay. like an ex he's the ex uh Team member that Michael Keaton failed, kind of a Kyle loren kind of thing going on. Yeah, and he just wants revenge on him, and he knows every step of his moves. But it actually kind of works. And for once, I think Taylor Kitsch doesn't ruin a franchise or movie. So oh. like, hey, he's got one. And hey, knock done. on wood there. um I also watched the Netflix exclusive movie uh Gerald's Game. Have you guys heard about this one?
1: I've heard of it because I, I know I've been I, raving yeah.
0: about it, but that's how I've heard of it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <reason. laughs> really. So it's from director Mike Flanagan, who also did um, Ouija 2. He did Oculus. And did you watch that other Netflix movie, Hush, where the I have deaf girl is yeah. in the forest? That's a, yeah, it's a really good movie. That one's intense. So that,
1: This guy did Ouija? The Ouija movies? Ouija 2.
0: He didn't do Ouija 1. Ouija oh. 2 is excellent. Mm. Ouija 2 is super good. mm um, regardless, he's kind of an up-and-coming director. He's doing really, really well with these um, horror films. So Gerald's Game is based on a Stephen King um, novel, actually. So it's about, like, an older couple. It's um, Carla Gugino? Gugino? I forget how to pronounce her name. Try you name. got me there. And Bruce, uh, Bruce Greenwood play uh, Jesse and Gerald. And they basically go up to, like, their little cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere. It's very isolated. No one's out there. And they're trying to kind of rekindle their marriage. So basically, she gets, like, cuffed to the bed. Because they're going to do some crazy shit. And basically, he has a heart attack while she's still cuffed to the bed. So the movie is about her trying to survive because the window's are open, there's a wild dog. And then she kind of starts losing her mind a bit throughout the entire film. And she needs to kind of figure out a way to get out because she's going to die, basically. Because She's cuffed to the bed and no one's going to be there for days, basically. Damn, that's...
1: Pretty intense. That
0: is pretty intense. That's a scary scenario. (laughs) It gets even creepier. There's a twist to the entire film that like creeped the fuck out of me. I was telling you guys as well before we started the pod, there's a certain scene halfway through the movie that like generally frightened me and like, man, it was weird. It's hard to tell you. I don't want to spoil it, but it's like, I want you guys to watch it so we can talk about it.
1: All right. I'll check it out. All right. And then last on my
0: list. Yeah. Lastly, I (laughs) will. Lastly, I know I'm taking up fucking forever today on what I've watched. Uh, Nabil and I actually watched the foreigner. We did.
1: Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan. Oh man,
0: he's back. (laughs) And uh, I'll let Nabil talk about that, but all I'll say is that um, I enjoyed it overall. I really liked uh, the action sequences, and although the story could have easily not have had Jackie Chan in it at all. Technically.
2: Yeah. So, so let's talk about that a little bit.
0: We might as well. Do you, do you agree with that? I agree. I think- so the story is Jackie Chan's daughter dies in a bombing in London. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a Chinese guy living in London. He's been there since the 80s. And he's basically trying to get the British. Trying- British. There's a British government official named Liam Hennessy, played by Be- Pierce Brosnan. Right. That basically has ties to the IRA. And basically, he knows kind of about the bombing in a way, but But, he has connections. But Jackie Chan's character doesn't. And he just wants to know
2: the names of the the killers because he's seeking revenge on his other set.
0: Or not even the names, just at least somebody that could point in the right direction. Because he's basically the last action hero still. (laughs) (laughs) Man, he's ba- he's like he's so badass, dude. He's, they find out he's like this guy's special. And it's like you
2: feel for him, you just don't, and you understand his motivation. It just really seems like like James had, had mentioned the other day after watching. It. It's like you know, if he just waited for everything to follow through naturally, it would have still happened. It would have still happened.
1: Everything, yeah. Even when he so like the story is pretty much forced
2: it's not it's not forced they find a way uh, to wedge it in maybe they <laughs> they find a way to wedge it in it's just after a certain point because he keeps asking and to, he's essentially terrorizing uh, a British uh, MP, but he just doesn't really know when to just wait. they're like I don't I don't know and he's like, I don't believe you <laughs> yeah, to, like, to, to, do be,
1: to be fair, most of the Jackie Chan movies I've seen. The plot isn't really the best part of the fucking movie. They get We're pretty, there to see him kick ass. I would say they get pretty serious, though. They do. He it's actually technically
0: becomes a terrorist. Yeah. In a way, because he starts bombing shit and because he, he's like, I want the names. And then Pierce Brosnan's like, I, don't, I can't help you. And then he's like, you will change your mind. <laughs> and then I was like, is that a fucking threat?
1: Is that your best Jackie Chan impression? No, I
0: could go way more, but I'm <laughs> holding back. Um, funny story, though, is that... Do you notice that Jackie Chan disappears kind of halfway through the movie? Right, he doesn't... For, for a while. Bit. Yeah, My friend uh, and a listener of the pod, actually, David told me too that the international version of this movie features more
1: Jackie Chan and a
0: slightly different ending too. Oh,
1: it's not the first time I've heard that with like a, a movie with with um this was like, basically almost a Pierce Brosnan movie. Yeah, like yeah. with with characters that feature, you know, people of different backgrounds mm-hmm. like um, This is
0: heavily produced and funded by an Asian companies though. No. Yeah. But they know their
2: audience, Marco.
0: Yeah, this, definitely
2: the American version leans into the the British issue, the Irish issue, I should say, more, and Jackie's story arc is is an afterthought, it looks like, but I could see that if they edited it in a certain way, that they could make it seem more like Jackie is a bigger victim, and he his motivations might be more intense, and and the Irish part, Pierce Paulson's story arc, might have been put more to the side of that.
1: Because the tra- the trailer really does make it seem like it's his movie, like he's going to be the one carrying oh, yeah. it.
2: They advertise it as it, or they market it as a Jackie Chan film, and also there's Pierce Brosnan.
1: I'd say that's my take on the trailer too. Like Pierce Brosnan's just someone, you know, he's to the like side. a side guy. No, yeah. he's
0: he's a lot more important than I thought. I thought they were going to like fight crime together and shit, but <laughs> it
1: didn't happen that way. So this <laughs> is the opposite of uh, Gary Oldman in the Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he actually, he, there's a purpose to this character, basically. No, you're right. You're right. But it is entertaining,
2: though. It's a serious, it's a, it is serious. They it's, make sad. Sure you it's, know gener- it's serious. I'm having trouble
0: taking it's it seriously. It's generally, generally right now, pretty sad. I'll too, take actually. your word for it. <laughs> like, Jackie Chan does a really good job in acting this one, man. Like, for the most part, I'd have to say, especially the scenes where his, you know, his daughter's died and he's going through this depression. It's like, you can feel for him, you know?
2: Yeah. And have you ever seen any of, like, the police story uh, movies that he's done? Like, you know he's played like that weathered Hong Kong cop who's who's been thrown through the ringer and it just doesn't know what to do with life, but so finds a way to rise above evil. That's basically this. Only he's just a little bit more extreme. Yep. Yeah. But uh, that's all I've been watching here. So. You've been you've been pretty busy, James. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got a list. Well, let me kind of go through. I guess some of the stuff that I have. Uh, I've seen. I haven't watched it as much. Um, most of the stuff is actually on Netflix Um, there is one show that uh, I have started watching and it's called The Good Place Um, and that stars Kristen Bell and Ted Danson Um, it's essentially about Kristen Bell dies and she's in the afterlife um, and they call it The Good Place it's heaven and um, Ted Danson is kind of like an angel um, kind of Helping her with her transition into the good place, and um, getting her acclimated to what what life in heaven's going to be like. Um, only thing is, is that themes th- she doesn't actually she finds out she doesn't actually belong in the good place because um, she's a really shitty person. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so is it so, a drama? It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, it's a little 30 minute comedy. It's on. I was like, Nabil, uh, are you watching NBC. a lifetime show? It, not at all. <laughs> it's on NBC. Um, this, they just started the second season. I just caught up now. I watched the first season and it was only like 13 episodes. And then um, I'm caught up on the second season. But essentially, it's about her trying to um, hide that she's not actually there, uh, supposed to be there, and try to find a way to be a better person so she can integrate better um and it's actually really funny and they've got like especially if you binge watch it the episodes start and finish right after another so i don't know how it is once a week by week but when, <laughs> when i binge watch it is like little it's like a netflix show literally continue right after the other one oh, no nice. that's pretty entertaining it's worth a watch if you're looking for like a new comedy um also will and grace i started watching that a little bit um i like will and grace back in uh when it was on um in the early 2000s and um it's funny how they con what happened at the end. If anybody remembers the last season that's listening, um, they just kind of make it sound like it was all a dream and pick up right where it left off. So watching it, it's just... Like, if you like the original series, um, it's exactly the same. Nothing's really changed. It's, it's so it's literally just picking up where it left off. But, like, 15 years later.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. So it's basically, it's, it's aged better than... Something like Fuller House. Like, oh, yeah. where some people it's, are like, you know what? that They probably should not have brought that sitcom back. Exactly. Well, I mean, people like Fuller House apparently,
2: but it's definitely not like that. It's it's more just you have the characters, Will and Grace there. And they, they were supposedly, when they end, they, they spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the season finale. I don't think anybody really cares. But they supposedly had kids Whoa. <laughs> at the end. Um, and they just said, oh, no, that's a dream. Nobody, and And the joke is that nobody wants to see you guys raising kids. <laughs> and it's true. Nobody wants to see them as kids. Um, and then uh, another show that uh, I-, I watched that I didn't even know started again on Netflix. And I brought this up a couple times is uh, Voltron, the legendary Defender series.
1: Yeah, season four
0: just started.
2: Yeah, and I feel like season three just ended. I was like, dude, I'm still in look-
1: season two, f- man. What, what? What?
2: Voltron? I've only this- seen
1: two episodes of the first season.
2: Yeah, it's uh, and apparently the first season premiered uh in June 2016. So they they're really my mind quick right now. really quick popping it out. Um it just picks up right where it left off. Um as I said before, if you haven't watched it, if you like the old kind of 80s cartoons, this one's a good take on uh on it and um, kind of gives it a good a new life and uh, the animation's great, the story's pretty easy to follow. Um it's It's a it's a little nod to the Japanese anime, but really, it's 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 much more Western.
1: Why not just extend the seasons, though? I don't know. I don't know why this. It's kind
0: of like what they're doing with Castlevania too. They're going to be releasing every three months or something like that to keep it fresh so that's yeah, why they that's only released quick. like four episodes or whatever
2: yeah each season i think is like 10 episodes long um mm-hmm. so i don't know how many people how many animators are working on this but that's pretty quick yeah to knock out four four seasons i almost bet that
0: they're done ahead of time and they just block it off and they're like okay we'll release the first 10 and then this next 10 we've already got it done but we'll release it so we have time to do all yeah it's about right
2: yeah it's cool. interesting but it's it's a it's definitely a good watch if you like uh if you're a fan of voltron at all um, and besides The Foreigner, the other film that I saw was uh, an older film in the spirit of Halloween um, Is Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Has anybody watched that? I think we've watched yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it with yeah, you I don't think I've seen Several it. Several yeah. years ago. It's, it's hilarious still. It's, it's, uh, so basically, it's about a, um, two guys, hillbilly-ish guys um, Oh, they're hillbilly Yeah, well, that's what they're called. <laughs> they are rednecks, man. Dale and Tucker um, And they bought this cabin in the woods Um, And they're going up there. That's their vacation home. They're going out there to fish and to fix up the cabin. And they're on their way to the cabin. They stop at a gas station, meet a bunch of college students um, going camping up in the woods as well. The college students immediately think that Dale and Tucker are crazy people. Like they look at them, they're kind of scared of them. They're honestly, Dale and Tucker is just they're a couple of oafs. Like there's nothing really scary about them, but. They, uh, one of the scenes is where you first see them interact with each other is that Dale comes with a, a, a scythe, um, for some reason and is talking to the college kids and they all get really scared and say,
0: stay back, stay back, go
2: away. <laughs> like he's about to attack
0: them. And they've seen too many like, Horsums. uh, Leatherface movies, right, you know? or like the Hills Have Eyes. Jesus. Basically. And so they go up to the woods and,
2: um, Dale and Tucker are doing their thing. The kids are camping over there. Kids, college kids, want to go skinny dipping at a lake. Um, one of their friends gets hurt, and Dale and Tucker are there to, in the lake to save the friend, one of the college friends. But um, the kids think that they're they're kidnapping her, and um, are about to kill her or something like that. Um, <laughs> the and, entire
0: film is basically an accidental horror film.
2: Right, it's all assumptions that they're bad. And from, so, you see a horror film, you see the college kids like, oh my god, somebody's trying to kill me. But in this sense, it's really, Dale and Tucker are the victims it, here. Yeah. They're just doing their thing, trying to be nice. It's all and,
1: perspective because of... It's, like, a cha- right. it's an
0: unfortunate chain of events that <laughs> happened that turned into like a horror film, slasher film, even though Dale and Tucker are like completely innocent. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's worth a watch. If you like all the slasher films that James has been watching... <laughs> Um any
2: kind of horror film at all and you're looking for something that's just not completely scary but a little bit more comedic, this is this is in your face funny, but at the same time plenty of gore uh and plenty of uh, campy kind of slasher stuff too.
1: I'll, ch- I'll check it out. Is, and where's it streaming? That's
2: on Netflix. Yeah, right. streaming on Netflix now. So it's more worth More to
1: add worth. to my endless uh keep piling on <laughs> my endless list. <laughs> that I have yet to even dent.
2: Well, speaking of your list, have you been able to watch anything
1: on it yet? Uh, I haven't really been watching much, but uh, I one, one show I have been focusing on a lot is uh, Narcos Season 3. I really like my cartel shows, as you all know. But uh, since I finished Season 1 of uh, El Chapo, I figured, why not I just get back onto El Narcos? I mean, <laughs> El Narcos. Narcos. <laughs> but uh yeah as i mentioned before it's a crime thriller about cartels first two seasons focused on the infamous pablo escobar the colombian drug lord and the third season uh focuses more on uh, the cali cartel who in, in turn rise in power after pablo escobar gets taken down and if, like you'll if you read the history i mean that's that's basically where they're getting it from so there's no spoiler there Um, but, uh, it's, it's the cart, the Cali cartels run by the Oruela brothers. I think I'm, I'm totally botching their name and I'm Latino, but whatever. I won't judge you. (laughs) And their two associates. You're Um, Latino. Yeah. (laughs) It's totally fucking up their name. Um, but, uh, it's, it stars Pedro Pascal as uh DEA agent, Javier Pena, um, He's also known as uh, Whiskey from Kingsman. If you, the Golden Circle, if you guys have seen that, yeah. and you guys have also probably seen uh, Pedro Pascal as Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. But uh, he's the main uh, protagonist in in this season, whereas in the previous two seasons, it's been him and his partner, who I can't think of his name right now. But he's he's the main. He's one of the main bad guys in the Logan movie. The guy with the metal arm. Oh yeah. I'm so good with names, but um. <laughs> So it just focuses on him because he drops off from the previous mission of going after Escobar. And so now he's waiting for some big mission to kind of get out of this uh, rut that he's run into after going after Pablo Escobar and finds uh, a chance to get back into the game and go after the Cali cartel. And so it's basically just the hunt for the main bosses of this cartel, and what what the stakes are to bring them down. But the, uh, the the action sequences are great. The cinematography is amazing. This season. Um, now is this
2: the season finale? Or uh, or
1: the series. Finale? I think it's the Caesar. The series finale. Right. Yeah, they went freaking. Full throttle on this season, like the the violence is pretty freaking <laughs> epic oh. on this that show. Right there sounds fun, yeah. Um, but again, great action sequences, great acting. It's it's streaming on Netflix right now, so if you're into action thrillers, definitely check it out. Um, it's probably one of Netflix's best shows, in my opinion, on there. So, only other thing I've been watching is Mr. Robot. Also, just like James mentioned earlier, before season three just premiered, and uh, the first episode is just Really good. And I just kind of missed this show. But um, for those of you who don't watch it, just to go a little bit deeper into it, it just follows a a hacker named uh, Elliot, played by Rami Malek, who's recruited by an anarchist group called F Society, led by the Mysterious Mr. Robot. And they basically plan to take down a large conglomerate known as ECOR. And it's basically an amalgam of all these real-life corporations. Um, there's more to it, but um, it, it pretty much the whole plot of the show stems from there, and uh, the third season, like James was saying, takes uh, takes place like immediately after the season finale of season two. So, really excited for this. Um, well, I totally agree with James as far as like where the plot is going. Really excited. What else have I been watching? Oh, BoJack, BoJack Horseman. Oh, BoJack Horseman. <laughs> The third season, which has been on there for like, I want to say like a month or so. But I just I watched the first two episodes so far. And I wanna say that I wasn't too impressed with the first episode. But um, the show is basically about a talk it's animated. It's the talking horse named Bill Jack Horseman, who was in a full house type of TV show back in the 90s, and now it's years later, and he's a washed-out actor and he's just trying to find meaning in his life and uh, do something else and become this critically acclaimed actor that he's always wanted to be, but he's sort of looked at as a joke. And the 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 entire series basically focuses around him. There are all these side characters. And I feel like the, the third season starts off with one episode focusing on just the side characters. And I just don't think that they're strong enough to carry an episode all on their own. Bojack is completely missing. And this is after... The previous season ended on such a like it had just such a great season finale. Um, it the the ending to to that season was just so dark and full of like so many various themes, and it just for them to open up this season like that, and then go into the second episode, which I think should have been the first episode. <laughs> it just focuses on on BoJack and him sort of just again having this existential crisis and basically running from his problems, which is what he always does in the show. And this time he literally does it. And it it's I'm not going to spoil anything about it if you haven't seen the show, but um, I can already tell that this season is going to get a lot deeper and a bit darker than the previous season. But <clears throat> my only real complaint so far was just that it, was, it had a poor opener for the third season. That's about it. But it's so. a pretty
2: funny show, though. I mean, I've seen a few. have seen a few episodes of. I've seen the first season, and I'm a little bit through the second season, and um, it's just funny how they're able to. First of all, they're all animals working in Hollywood. Second of all, they really cut into like all the the dark tropes of yeah. of Hollywood and the things and rumors you hear about, and uh, manage to essentially anything that you may have heard happen in Hollywood to an actor. Bojack's experienced or is experiencing? <laughs> yeah. Either
1: he's experiencing or someone he knows, right. or there's there's some sort of Hollywood scandal going on that, that's based off a real-life event. So yeah, just check it out. It's streaming on Netflix right now. Uh, really funny show, and I highly recommend it. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching.
0: Nice. So uh, it sounds like, regardless, we've been watching quite a few things here. Mixture of TV, mixture of television shows. There's a lot. It's it's, like I said, fall seasons back. You know, there's a lot, which is like a gift and a curse because I still have such a huge list of movies I need to watch, but I feel committed to clearing out my DVR every Saturday. So like every, (laughs) I am like, man, let me go play some games, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I got like six shows on here though. Um, on top of that. Marco, Nabil, and I also watched Spirited Away, the 2001 Studio Ghibli film. As a lot of you guys know, we are watching, kind of following along with the Studio Ghibli Fest they've had for the past couple months since uh, May or June when it started out. So this is a movie that's actually going to be playing as well in the theaters. So this one, be, uh, before our th- uh, podcast actually posts, you can actually still see this movie coming out because it actually doesn't come out till um, October 29th. 30th and november 1st they're gonna have three showings of it the 29th showing and the november 1st showing will be in english while the 30th showing will be in japanese with english subtitles but because we're super ignorant still so we all still (laughs) saw this in english i'm assuming yeah so let me tell you guys a little bit about this one uh the imdb summary on spirited away is during her family's move to the suburbs a sullen ten-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits, and where humans are changed into beasts. Once again, this is directed by Hayao Miyazaki, and this actually stars. Since we did, oh, well, it stars. It's nothing too big, by the way, on this one. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. wise. Voice wise. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Davy Chase is Chichiro. Uh, sorry, Chihiro, who is the main girl and she's the girl that did the voice of lilo and lilo and stitch. I don't know if you noticed that or not.
2: No, actually, I did not catch that.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, James Marsden is Haku and then um it's, it's Jason Marsden, I'm sorry, not James. Marsden. <laughs> I was like that's not the same guy. You're like, "What the fuck?" No, um he's the guy that played Max in the Goofy movie. Son? Oh. Oh, you guys okay. notice that too? So he voiced him. Yeah, he did the voice. Oh. He's all oh, okay. he's just, not, yeah, just voice here. actors. Yeah. So it looked like the Just a low key cast, then. They pretty much, for the most part, because, you know, and then I don't know if you caught that, like, John Ratzenberger is in there, too, from the Pixar movies. plays, like, the assistant manager. Mm -mm. The guy plays the pig in Toy Story and all the voices in every Pixar. Yeah, he has a voice in there, too. But for the most part, this is probably the one that has the least amount of quote unquote celebrity voices for the English dub. And yet has Um, the biggest
2: accolades. Yeah,
0: Yeah. truthfully, this is a film... I'll just start with me here. Uh, This is probably my favorite Studio Ghibli film, or easily top three. Uh, This is one of the first movies to win an Academy Award for Best Animated Film. I think this is the first anime to ever win it, actually. Yeah, I believe so. But um, this is a movie that I think speaks to a lot of people. It's got a pretty good coming-of-age tale with it. Um, It goes over themes of kind of like not judging a book by its cover, I'd say. Yeah. Especially in the regards to like judging a person or the actions of someone. And, um, you know, I think the animation is beautiful. I think the score of this film is damn near perfect. So, uh, what did you think? Nouveau? I don't, I mean, the, it's, it, it's weird to, um,
2: compare this to other studio Ghibli films because they're all really great, but I really agree that I think this is probably his masterpiece I think so too. Uh, it's it. The animation is just amazing, and and we I, I had never seen it in like a high definition um, quality. But I was able to watch it on a Blu-ray.
0: Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh I never, wow! I, I've
2: seen it like in theaters before. Um, but you savage. I know. The animation it, <laughs> here is crazy it's, good. It's amazing how like I knew it was great when I saw it in, in theaters, but watching it on Blu-ray too, um, it, you could just tell how wonderful the animation comes everything feels so lively so new and this film mind you was what 2001 yeah um this rivals many of the films that come out now um as far as animation styles i agree um and and like james said the score is the score is perfect i would say just it fits so well with the tone of the movie and and watching um Chihiro, like grow um, as a character. You can see the music changing around with her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the characters that have their own little introduction when they when they show um, when you're in the uh, the bathhouse. The, the 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 kind of light music that they have while you're in the bathhouse because it's supposed to be kind of funny, but at the same time <laughs> like really stressful for for zero um everything just works well the story it does really have a good meaning behind it um and and like jim says it is as uh as as it is typical with a lot of studio films um they coming of age stories but she you just you kind of i feel like this is much more relatable to the yeah. average audience too compared to the other films like there's still a lot of japanese lore in it it's still about spirits there's, there's and a about lot nature But you, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like you can really get this much better than maybe some of the previous films that we've reviewed so far.
0: It's strange because they even go over like the river spirits and the stream spirits, and the the witch is like oversized. But for some odd reason, and then you see all the like the spirits that are in the bathhouse. But not once did I ever get affected to the point where it's like, man, I'm super lost.
1: Like, what does this all mean? Yeah, exactly. It's very easy to follow. Um, I I I like the film too. I think it's. Studio Ghibli's best animated film, like you said, Nabil, and like James was saying too, like the animation is just incredible in this. The cinematography, again, every Studio Ghibli film, like just sort of puts me at awe as far as how the cinematography is, is directed. And with this, especially during the chase scenes, or there's a scene where uh, Haku's grabbing, um, Chihiro by the hand, and they're running and just like the angles and the shots that they use. I mean, it's not something you regularly see in an animated film. And I thought, like, wow, it's like like it's like actual watching a real movie. So um I I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one of my top three Studio Ghibli films. I'm still like very like close to Castle in the Sky for some reason. But this movie is I'm glad definitely you liked that one, by the way. Yeah. This is definitely like a close second. Um, I'd say
0: Castle in the Sky is one of the more forgotten ones. Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong, there's there's a
0: ton of Studio Ghibli films like Porco Rosso. Probably people forget about that too, but um, it's probably between this and Princess Mononoke, which I think are probably the top two that people would think about. That's that's actually, I think, my favorite Studio Ghibli film. Which I'm shocked is not on this
1: list to watch this year, by the way. It's probably because it's the most. It's one of the most well-known. It's probably ones. been yeah. Yeah. what probably like if you most- you bring up Studio Ghibli, most everybody will say, "Oh yeah, Princess Mononoke." Or that's, yeah, but uh, but overall, again, like the 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 themes of the movie is really well. Again, like you guys said, like growing up, and every or at least almost every single one of these these films like has to do with overcoming adversity, obstacles, um, and just again also with human consumption again as well too um you that's talk true, about like yeah. the, the spirits as well there's the spirit that's that comes into the bath it's the first spirit that chiro has to deal with and it's a river spirit but nobody knows because it's it's a stink spirit mm-hmm. but it turns out it was it's actually a polluted river and it's it just sort of shows meaning as far as like how like
0: it's always the, like that nature kind of exactly right? Like how we're abusing nature and like i think the fact that her parents turned into pigs yeah, and they're the ones that are literally eating the food that doesn't belong to them. It's like right. they're not following the rules. Exactly. It's, it's so subtle, but also in your face at the same time. Like yeah. you're
2: not gonna think of it and say, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're overtly putting this on me." You're looking at it and it's like,
1: "Oh yeah, actually, that, she, but that it, kind of it, makes sense." It it shows that yeah, the 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 dangers of greed because right. there's that there's the scene where uh, No Face shows up and the frog comes goes up and it, and is being. Persuaded by the gold, and because he wants more gold, like that's yeah. that's the only reason he you know, meets his demise and gets swallowed whole by No Face. No Face is inside the bath bathhouse, taking influence from this, and I feel like No Face was was sort of like he just uh, wants it, to belong. He, I think, he, right. yeah, he <laughs> it, it, it was it's sort of like a theme of innocence as well too, and even Chihiro losing her innocence and growing into adulthood because of the situation that she's put. So it, I'll, I'll again like sort of each one of their paths with no face and her showing their growth and dealing with these situations. And none of those situations are easy as well too. And I felt that with this film, it, it really emphasized how each challenge wasn't going to be easy. You really felt Chihiro's struggle throughout the movie in order to overcome these obstacles. So just likewise, I know it's, it's you know, it,
0: I, I personally think it's almost a perfect film, but I know you didn't like the voice acting of the girl. That Mark was up. my one
1: complaint, and that's what I get <laughs> for being an uncultured, you know, swine. <laughs> yeah, swine, and watching it in English. But I, I don't think that uh, Chihiro's English dub voice was, you know, kind to the ears. It was just a bit whiny. She I reminds know. me of, like, my this niece is...
0: when she was younger, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of works for me. I'm like, okay,
1: that makes sense as a kid. But that, aside from that, like, the rest of the film is just so good.
0: Uh, what about you, Nibo? Mm-hmm. Was there anything that didn't rub you the right way on this one or um the only thing that i didn't like um was
2: and i don't for some reason i can't remember her name it's it's chiro's friend the the, the lady that's helping her guide her as, as mm-hmm. cleaning um, yeah i mm-hmm. don't remember her name but i feel like and that might be part of it is that her she didn't really have much of a story arc it looked like they were going to start with a story arc for her
0: do you notice they never end her story arc? They, that's what I'm saying. Like she, she doesn't even say, say bye. Her, she not say bye to her. I was well, like, they,
2: oh, she says, play. she says, "I forgive you" or "I'm sorry" or something when she's sailing off to the to the train and and she's actually sailing away. And that's really it. Like she shows up again at the very end of the movie, but just you know, as a acknowledgement, it's like, oh, good job or whatever else it is. But that that was my one complaint. Is like it looks like they were building towards something, and it just yeah. kind of got it just stopped. It abruptly stopped it, and and they changed. They shifted course. Not that it was a bad thing. It just seemed like they—that's she seemed more important than I guess she really was. I it guess seemed like she would
1: be a character to, that Jiro would learn something from, right. or would take something, you know, with her in in her journey. But it, there really was anything. There wasn't anything there. Yeah. No, I I agree um, to a point, of course. But I, I feel like the movie
0: maybe goes a little like 15 minutes too long. Too. On top of that, it's like over two hours long. Yeah. Which movie. isn't the craziest, but I mean. I think there's some scenes leading up to kind of meeting like in the beginning, I think that takes a while to kind of get her in the rhythm of why she's there and what do they do. And, but it works out still overall. Overall, I, I'd recommend it to just about anyone to take a look at. I think it's really a,
1: a animated uh, masterpiece, especially from Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I'd recommend it to anybody as well too. If you're a fan of anime, of animated films, um, just just check it out. If you're if you're a fan of films in general, just check check this movie out.
2: Yeah, it's a little it's a little bloody, um, certain scenes. So I I guess I would wouldn't recommend it to very small children. But you know if you've got like a seven eight year old, I think that'd be fine. Yeah, um, anything older than that. True, because <laughs> there is the dragon like right. bleeding out. I guess. But otherwise, um, so if you've got a, a kid, in, you know, elementary school, second, third grade, anything older than that,
0: um, it's a perfect film to watch. Awesome. Um, so that's our little mini review of Spirited Away. Overall, definitely would recommend giving it a look. Uh, the last film in the Studio Ghibli kind of fest here, which will follow probably the end of November, we'll go over, is going to be Hal's Moving Castle, which came out in 2004. So that'll be the final one we're doing on that. And then we'll have to find another kind of a filler movie for our sections every two weeks, I guess, <laughs> or every two pods. Um, news-wise here, this is, uh, moving into our news section. What's in
2: the news?
0: Um, pretty light again here, because we're, once again, we, we got a lot of crap to go through. Um, uh, movie-pass-wise, Nibo you, you used it finally, right? I did. I got the chance to use it on Foreigner. And, um. Oh, wait, that was the first time? That was the first time I
2: used it. The <laughs> first <laughs> time, and it fucked Apollo. up for me. It worked. It worked well. I mean, I was worried at first because it didn't know where I was. So I updated the because um, I'm I have my zip code is like 30 miles away from where we were watching movie, and so I updated the zip code. It found the theater. Then it wouldn't let me check in for a second. I think it just took a while to catch up. Finally caught up. Was able to check in. It lo- I guess it loaded because I went to go buy the ticket and it worked fine.
0: Yeah, mine didn't work this time. <laughs> This is the only reason I'm updating everybody. So third time I tried using it and the fucking app just would not let me check in. It kept asking me for old information. Um, The thing that I am going to bring up about it is that their support is really easy to use though. It's on through the app where you get into a chat with someone like almost immediately. And I explained that, hey, I had to go buy the ticket because the movie was starting. And then, you know, this wouldn't let me check in. So they refunded me the amount because I sent them a photo of the ticket stub. And it was just, like, I could have actually checked into a different movie and just still done the same thing right. and bought uh, a ticket. So that was kind of, I didn't realize that at the time. So was it not working for just the particular <laughs> Just the foreigner movie? for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. Because then after that, I was sitting with, uh, with you guys, you and uh, our, our friend Mikey. And I could check into other movies except The Foreigner. I was like, "What the
1: fuck, man!" They just didn't want you to watch that because it doesn't
0: matter. You can just literally check yeah, into a movie, we'll so it credits them. the uh, opens the card to be used basically in a way, right. and then you can just use it. But the thing it was like, our theater just sucks, man. Like the kiosk was down and shit, so I was like, "Uh, but yeah, So we still haven't tested the credit card. First there. world problems. Yeah. So overall, I still would recommend it, uh, especially especially you, Marco. I this. mean it's it's still yeah,
1: okay. I think I I have enough of an assessment to go ahead and just sign up for it this yeah, week. I don't want Literally to just, just see movies on Tuesday. Let's see them any day. It
2: paid for itself. The movie's $12.95. I paid yeah, ten dollars a month. I just paid for it, it just paid for itself.
0: Bingo.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm gonna fucking sign up for it. And then one and then you guys will have all of our seals of approval.
0: <laughs> so uh I would get on it soon because it takes about six weeks to get your card <laughs> just in time for December. There we go. Um, another thing I want to let everybody that. know about as well was um, one of our viewers as well, Michael Parkham, uh, brought up that there's another pass out too called Cinemia. I sent you a link to this, did I, you did, look I, this? I did
2: look at that link. Yeah, it's um, it's not quite as good as Movie Pass, but it has some interesting features.
0: Yeah. So yeah. this is a different plan, basically where you can watch 2D and 3D movies and IMAX, and IMAX any yeah. type of format. So the cool thing about it is that, um so a lot of people have kind of said using MoviePass and this combined is kind of the way to go for big moviegoers. But the thing is, so for instance, the plans like in our area is either you can pay to, do, you get two tickets a month only, mm-hmm. right. right? For like the starting one, it's nine ninety nine a month. And basically that pays for 2D, 3D movies. Uh, they also even have plans for two, which is kind of nice. So, like for instance, Nabil, you and your wife right. could get on this. So, if you at least see, if you even see one movie technically a month, this is a That's good counter. deal. Especially, yeah. oh, but I would only say that it's only a good deal if you go for 3D or IMAX. I and would agree there. I broke it down to between it, and there's not too many 3D or IMAX movies each month that come out that I'm absolutely have to see.
1: Well, they they also have the the premium one, which is it's 14 it's also available on air. it's, it's 1499. 1499 but you but have you, to pay for the year though yeah. oh wow did you see that it's an annual no, fee I didn't see it's that. an annual fee it's oh. not just
0: 999 so you're paying um, cuz we're not good at math either here so if you had to do that <laughs> you're paying 15 you got to pay 180 bucks up front to get 3 movies a month which still technically if you use it but but you only I get not. one IMAX <laughs> a month though
2: I see that was the caveat because I looked through its terms, in, uh, but, uh, terms and. But my thing Remix. is, I don't
0: think there's more than
2: one IMAX film a month I'd even probably. See. That's very true, but that was the thing that I saw for that premium pass that you could you get three movies a month, but only one of them can be an IMAX. The other oh. two could be a two D or three. But it, yeah. it also
1: says you can see more than one movie a day too. Does it? Yeah. Does it? I mm-hmm. think you only I get it three. I yeah. That, three tickets. It, yeah, you get three tickets, but you don't you can use them any all like in any time. Yeah, oh, so you yeah. can okay, okay. Yeah. So like so you don't saying, have to
0: wait one day to see it. You no, know, if you want to see three movies in one day, but then that's yeah. it. You if can't you you see no a movie the rest of the month. Life. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've all done a three movie <laughs> thing. I don't think that's kind to judge, but that's that's true. No, I think it's Star Wars. Did I see three in, no no, me and Nabil saw seven. Never yeah, mind.
2: Yeah, one day. That was a long day.
0: We did the Avengers uh
2: did it once? Marathon. Never knew I would never again. do that again. Oh, man.
0: That's rough. It was the craziest thing, man. All I remember was a lady next to us smelling like piss. Jesus. <laughs> yep. These are the things I remember, everyone. Hardcore okay. fans. And um, lastly, so truthfully, I might sign up for it to try it out for a month, guys. So be on the lookout for that. That might be my that experiment. Be experiment. I, I can't recommend everybody to jump on that yet without me trying it. Yeah, the movie pass, though, so I'd, I'd recommend. We're gonna be jumping into our topic of the week.
1: It's the topic of the week.
0: So guys, as you know, more than likely they've they've kind of already slightly announced it. It might be a rumor. Uh looks like the Obi-Wan film might be the next spin-off film after the untitled Han Solo film. I sure fucking hope so. Uh yeah.
2: I'd like to see you and McGregor back in this role. Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: So my question is, I wanted to kind of a fun one here. Is what are you Kind of like, what are your guys' top three Star Wars spin off movies you'd like to see next? And uh, we're going to go kind of like, what's your three, what's your two, what's your one? We'll go to each other. And then we'll end it with, what movie do you think would actually be terrible? Like, serious-wise. We all know, like, a Jar Jar film would be terrible. But I mean, what do you, like, generally, which one do you not want to see or what doesn't interest you? So, starting with Nabil, what what would be a, uh, one of the Star Wars spin off films that you'd like to see and why? Well, one of the Star Wars films I'd like to see is a, a
2: stormtrooper movie, and <clears throat> I'd like to, to to kind of take it back to uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and just think about Finn for a second, because Finn was a stormtrooper. Finn.
0: So you're talking like a stormtrooper from the New Order, from or the new order. first order? Yeah. I'm sorry. Or are you talking about more like from the first order? I, I okay. mean,
2: for me, I think the first order is is a good start. Keep it keep it modern, um, but I say that like if you look at Finn. Finn has uh has a character. You know, like he's mm-hmm. not just some drone, some guy who's been brainwashed to follow the the, the first the face order of the mask. Right. He's he's got a personality. Mm-hmm. Um and you never really saw that in the other Star Wars films. Now you saw in the Clone Wars, you saw the clones, right? And the and the prequels, I should say. Right. Um and they all had their kind of individual traits for the most part. Um and in the the series, the that were, you know, based off them that were canon, like the Clone Wars TV show and stuff, kind of expand on that a lot more. But um, generally in like movie sense, they don't really expand too much on what stormtroopers are. They're pretty much just cannon fodder. <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> shoot at yeah. them, they die, that's it. Pretty much. But there's millions of them. There's so many. And you can't tell me that Finn is the only one who's um, tried to kind of come out of his, his training. Because these are all volunteers or people that have taken it from kids right. um, and turned into these, you know, stormtroopers. Um, and I'd like to see maybe a more of a story um, that kind of shows their motivations behind it. Maybe somebody who actually is for the Stormtrooper. Examples are like the books uh, that were coming out for The Force Awakens, like Lost Stars, the Aftermath series. Oh, man. Um, the new Battlefront uh, 2 video yeah. game is coming out um, is, is based off of a Stormtrooper's point of view from what I can see at the, from the trailers. Um, I think well, Like that, Naval Special Forces, but right. still, yeah those those i think um i think there's a potential for a really good story there from a villain standpoint yeah and really what really motivates them um and what maybe they see it from the rebel um why they're bad or whatever else it is and seeing you know maybe there's more to them than just you know something that's out in the field that can get the shot by some a random and, in-lock, and in-lock. i like
1: that i like that it would make it different because the, the rebels have already had one with rogue one like on looking at you know the the main rebels and to do one from the empire or the the first order's point of view on a storm from specifically a stormtrooper would be great especially with the first order because the way that we know they train these troops that they indoctrinate them from like birth basically i think it would be cool to see that process and see them someone like a Finn character struggle with that right they, they reboot them
2: each time too right like somebody goes out they take him to they recondition them yeah. that's what Captain Phasm was trying to do with Finn in, in that film mm-hmm. um is to recondition him maybe some maybe a plot is like they every time he gets reconditioned he's back to normal the stormtrooper he or she but all of a sudden starts remembering these things and starts breaking character breaking yep.
0: ranks and you know so on and so forth so um I think that would be I a, a good, good idea for a movie yeah isn't that already what's going on in episode seven, eight, 9, following Finn's story though?
2: But I, I think it's different because if you look at Finn as well, he's he's a normal guy and he's now I mean, he's with the Rebels, but Rebel Alliance, but he's he's just killing
0: the... Storm he's just killing stormtroopers now. Like again, Stormtroopers are cannon fire. Once again no we, we have now. not seen episode eight though, and from what I've heard they are expanding on his story in that. And you're actually supposed to know more of his origin, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe we're just shooting our load too early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, w- it would be if cool like, to, to have a movie from the enemy's point of view. Right. Yeah. I think it'd be.
0: That's, that's cool. I've got to be like the negative person. I think it'd be cooler to see one from the original trilogy to see. How they were integrated into it from... Because they were originally all were clones from yeah, Jango right. Fett. The, so obviously the they system. started dying off after a while. And then they got volunteers and people that actually just as joined good, in. Right? It'd be kind of cool. I think either way would be good. Because then they always have those stories. Like even Dark Forces. It's like, you know, he's, he's,
1: he used to be a stormtrooper. Then, he, yeah. you know, he turns on him. A, a lot of the expanded Super universe day. has like a lot of ex-stormtroopers that yeah. quit the Empire and said, you know what, fuck this. We're going to join the rebels yeah. because you guys are crazy. Uh,
0: Marco, what about you? What was your number three pick? Uh,
1: my number three pick um, would be a story of Luke after Return of the Jedi and him uh, restoring the Jedi Order. Uh, I think it'd just be something that would that I'd really like to see to see Luke in his prime, um, just going out on his adventures and seeking out like new Padawans and. Um, it would have to be like a recast Luke though. That's true, yeah. but that's essentially what they're doing with the Han Solo film. It's no, no, doing, I you know, I totally agree. And but... I, 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 some people might have you know issues with it. Well, I, I mean, if you look at what they're doing right now with with the recasts, it's it's part of the norm now. So I think it's something. It would probably have to wait a little bit after like these new movies, but I think it's something that they could do to kind of explore. Thirty years is a long time. It uh, it's a happen. big gap, and they yeah. could do they could do a lot with it. So. Nice. I actually, that would be really interesting because of the time gap. We have that 30, 35 years in between. It's like, what happened? Not to mention, I mean, Luke is essentially alone. He has nothing but Force Ghosts to speak to. There's, (laughs) I mean, he's essentially like just the last of the old order at the end of Return of the Jedi. And to see him, you know, sort of, you know, struggle with that on his own and over, like, just overcome that would be an interesting story. Or they totally explain it in episode eight, and he's like, "Nope,
0: I had a lot of friends." That too, No. Nah. Um, for me, kind of like Nabil's, I guess I would. This is going off like that Xbox game that came out a while back, uh, Republic Commandos. That's a good game. I think it'd be really cool to have a look at a live-action kind of Republic Commando film set during the Clone Wars. Yeah, what follows like an elite group of um, clone troopers that are different from the other troopers, and they're like smarter. They have names. Um, it's a lot more tactical. It's very dark. They do like the spec ops kind of missions. Right. I think that'd be really cool. It'd be one of those more military esque kind of ones, but um, it could still be kind of funny. But it's like a brotherhood kind of thing. Um, that's what I kind of like my number three. So
1: I think that'd be really interesting to do. Yeah. Just uh, make it more kind of like warlike war stories. Yeah, because we only ever see. The Clone Wars through the animated
0: television show. For the most part, we do see the clips of the beginning of the Clone Wars and pretty much the end of the Clone Wars in episode 3. I think it would be kind of cool to see something more live action of like what happens during them because they had a ton of missions as oh, yeah, you guys plenty. know, yeah. it's a, it's a galactic war, it's a lot yeah. going yeah. on. And it goes on for what 3 years or yeah. so and then we just never see it, so. Uh Nabil, what's your number 2? Um I'd like to see
2: a Bounty Hunters um uh, movie of the Star Wars, those from the uh, original trilogy, but I'd like specifically uh, to see how, so if you remember in Empire Strikes Back, um, that Darth Vader essentially has a line of bounty hunters. He's like, fine Han Solo, right? Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's Boba Fett's in there. Um, there's that robot, uh, IG-88. Bossk, Forlorn, Zuckus, Dengar, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them, all just kind of there, and they're just there. You don't the, the, the one that gets the most screen time, obviously bubble Fett, but um, I'd like to kind of see a story about how they either um, got the reputation that Darth Vader called them up over there. Maybe it's see funny a little of you bring films. that up. Something like that. I think their kind of history to see what led to them being at that point, and then how um, it ended up being that Bobo you know, Fett was the one who was able to get him, you know?
0: Before they actually destroyed the old canon and stuff, they actually had a Tales of the Bounty Hunters. They explained I every single person's yeah. story, actually. So it's not canon anymore, but it would actually be cool if they made it canon or did like a set of mini stories. I mean, made they, into
1: it. they are sort of like kind of like nitpicking ideas from what those old expanded universe right, stories, now which is now called legends. Yeah. Uh-huh. If
0: I'm right, doesn't Dengar show up in the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels? One of them, Dengar uh, does. Yes.
1: yes, he does. It's, and Bosque does too in Clone, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, does he? Yeah, it's like so the during re- the Bounty Hunter episode. It's yeah. the Revenge of uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. So, but yeah, I absolutely. mean, to 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 go more in depth, like Nabil Hussein saying, and how show them. Kind of where they gained their reputation and how they got cool. to their their you know notorious status. I think it would be something really cool to see. Yeah. yeah so nice. And Marco, what's your number two? Uh, mine is kind of similar to Nabil's, but <laughs> it would focus only on Boba Fett because that film was canceled. I would still like to see that movie because I think that it's one that every fanboy would want to see. It was only. Uh, I think it's more just on the back burner. They Only did it
0: because Josh Shrang was an idiot, so
1: yeah, but it, hopefully they bring it back because I, I think it'd be something interesting to see again, like similar to the bounty hunter's idea to show like Boba Fett kind of uh, you know, become this infamous bounty hunter and show his adventures and also like kind of humanize him a bit more because you don't the, the closest we get is Django in the, in the prequels, but. You know, that's it's totally different than who Boba Fett becomes. They have a good
2: story arc with him in the Clone Wars series, kind of showing his motivation as a kid. Yeah. But um, that could really be built
0: upon as an adult and seeing where he is now. Exactly. I think it'd be great. I hope they still make that film too. Um, My number two is I'd like a young Qui-Gon film. Because Qui-Gon's one of my favorite Jedi. He's an awesome Jedi. I think it'd be kind of cool because Qui-Gon is much different than everybody, all the other Jedis, and there's a reason why he's not on the Jedi Council Mm -hmm. when you see him in Phantom Menace. It's because of the actions he takes and the way that he doesn't believe how the Order is run is correct, and it'd be cool because then you could see a younger Count Dooku because Count Dooku was his master. That's true. So you'd see his perspective. You could maybe even see him leaving the Order and how that affects Qui-Gon down the line and how he sees the order treat certain people that don't follow the way that they, they want that to be treated. Possibly could be
1: what leads to defy the order even more.
0: As
2: yeah, well, kind of the build-up of why everything, why they let what happened happen. I mean, you know, the, if the order was all-seeing and all-knowing, then they might have been able to prevent all the events that happened. Yeah, Exactly. I, th-
0: I don't know. It'd be kind of cool because we, we don't get too much of Qui-Gon, and I think he's probably the one of the better parts of Episode One. I agree. A spoiler alert, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it in the last twenty something years, because <laughs> Qui Gon dies from um, Darth Maul takes him out, and it, I feel, oh man, it would. I I, I remember watching it and I was like, man, this is gonna be kind of cool. I didn't know Qui Gon was Anakin's master. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean, as a kid, and then afterwards, I was like, oh shit. He's like, <laughs> nah. Got a hit it's in like,
1: the It's Like, how face. can we never mention them? Oh, oh, shit. that's why. Okay, yeah. yeah,
0: I probably would never mention that too. So I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be one of the more different ones and. We could see a um, a republic, uh, the republic, like twenty, thirty years prior to yeah. the events, which would be kind of cool to see, and maybe you start seeing the uprising of like the Sith too during that time, and yeah, kind of cool. What's your number one though, Nabo? My number one is an
1: Ewok movie. Wow! But let me tell yes. you,
2: let me oh. tell you why. No,
0: I'm on
1: board. Here, they, they they did this and it and it failed. No, no, no. no Listen,
2: the Ewoks. Before, when you first meet them, what do they do? They capture Han, Luke, and Leia, and they were going to eat them.
0: Well, they never were going to eat Leia.
2: Well, yeah, actually, they weren't going to eat Leia, but they captured Han and Luke.
0: Uh, side note: Sorry, everybody. Me and Marco are so anal about everything. <laughs> we just know a lot about Star Wars. They were going to cook and eat mm-hmm. them.
2: You know why? Because They're they hungry. eat people. They're hungry. It could be an Ewok
1: horror movie. It would. They were actually going to sacrifice them to their god. Uh, their god. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So think about that. So an it's Ewok actually more like film.
1: a. Uh, it could ritual be, sacrifice. It
2: could be the Apocalypto of Ewoks. I flowers. technically
0: brought up to Marco. I was like, did you notice that during the Ewok thing, they did probably behead some of those Star Troopers? Yeah. yeah. Some of those guys. And they're playing. Kept, they they're playing the their helmets in like yeah, drum. skulls. Like, there skulls bong- in there. like bongos. Yeah.
2: It would <laughs> tell, tell me it wouldn't be interesting to see the cute, cuddly little bears just cannibalize everybody. Just oh, all, if, if it's done up.
1: right, if if it's done to the theme of Rogue One, where it's like a little bit. I'm just going to say like it's on the darker side and you, I'm just going to say
0: right now there's no fucking way this is coming <laughs> out no it's awesome awesome not which no, is, we'll why, which is
1: why I'm going this far I'm saying it's going to be he, dark like Rogue One gonna they're going to be like these uh, yeah it's, they're going to be these salves that go ahead and go up against these beasts yeah sure maybe in some far be, off world it dimension it be, be like, like Child's Play right? where you've got the little doll uh, okay. and so
0: cute uh, Marco what's your number one oh, Wow.
1: Yeah. we're
0: cutting Nabil off Nabil please put your pants back on god damn Nabil stop drinking
1: before the fuck Pod. <laughs> uh, my number one, it's very close and dear to my heart, would have to be Knights of the Old Republic. I think that that is something that they could definitely do an entire trilogy on. And if done right, it could be some of the best Star Wars movies, new Star Wars movies released. But there's there's so much more because it's it takes place uh, like a thousand years you know before the current events uh of the original trilogy and be because most of the, the the old stories are now legends and not canon um they could they have so much material that they can grab and work on and pick and choose what they want to use but i think that it's it's an untapped market all right they need to kind of like Look at this and see how they can turn this into a movie. People are were complaining about how there were no freaking lightsabers or Jedi's in Rogue One. Well, this would be like the type of series you would want in order to have more lightsabers and more epic battle fights like you know, in your movies. I would think in your that, Star Wars movies.
2: I would think that that would probably be a really good idea for like a television series. So it wouldn't, uh, it would be something that you could, like canonize and watch somebody. Uh, uh, yeah. I could out. handle, yeah, yeah. A TV
1: series. Yeah. I could do that.
0: I'd rather see a movie personally. Just the budget of a movie. Yeah. The scale but of it too. if you get something like on HBO or some, something yeah, but big Disney like that. Disney is never going to do that shit, dude. Like how long was True. It, Like, come on, dude. They're canceling fucking Star Wars Rebels for God's sakes. Which is and epic. that's quality guys we've already brought it up. Yeah. But no, it would be tight if it was. Just like they were working on that underground like Star Wars TV show for like yeah. um what are, uh Coruscant Underground or something like that or yeah. under underworld, sorry. Star Wars Underworld and then, you know, when Disney bought them they're like, "Nope, we're good." And same with the darker uh 1313 13 game. That yeah. was going to be about Boba Fett. They canceled that too. I hope they come out with that one day. Um someday. No, I think uh, Old Republic would be tight, because that game's amazing. It's still probably one of the top 10 RPGs I've ever played. I agree. It has a good twist, but I mean, they'd, they'd make it their own, obviously. They don't have to use Revan and stuff, but right. if they want to, that'd be good. But My number one is I would like an original movie about a Jedi on the run during Order 66. That would be epic. That'd be good. Like, completely original Darth Vader and the Inquisitors are kind of after him or her. And it's about them realizing the Jedi Order is done, and like how to start a new life, or maybe like a final mission. But it's gonna be one of those things where it's just thrilling chases, stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool, actually. Yeah, just to go for like an original kind of thing. Because I mean, yeah, because Cause we there were
1: some Jedi's that survived, and we different- just
0: saw montages in Episode Three of them dying. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> yeah. just most of most of the ones that you actually see during the pre- prequels, anyway. So.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it'd be kind of cool. To see somebody that showed up to the party late, maybe, and they're like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Or even, or you could even start with Order sixty six and then surviving and escaping, and then going off from that. Yeah, you know? I think that'd be kind of yeah. cool.
0: Um, so, Nabil, which one do you think? Well, fuck, I don't even know what you're going to say at this point. But uh, which one do you think would be terrible? Um, I'm not really a big
2: fan of all these character prequels that they're looking. at. All right, to. Marco. So, <laughs> so, I was so the character prequels, like. Especially with the main characters like Han, like I, I'm sure the Han Solo film is going to be great, but seeing seeing we're hoping it will. Yeah, be. you've got Han Solo, you've got Lando Carl, Carl Calrissian. Calrissian. Um, <laughs> oh. You guys were talking about Luke. Um, I, I just don't want to see a prequel of them being younger. Like, it's fine if we're going to talk about some of the filling some of the gaps, but going back and saying who they were before, it just doesn't. That's why I'm almost,
0: that's why, like, I'm okay with the Qui-Gon thing because we didn't get a lot of him. Right. He wasn't in five or six of the movies. Like, we already know plenty about Luke. I think a young Luke one would be terrible. Yeah,
2: there's nothing much you can say outside. I mean, unless you want to see him complaining about life. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets his freedom.
1: He's yeah. just farming for two hours, right? No. Damn, or do like a Leia prequel, which is why my suggestion would be after Leia Return of the Jedi.
0: I don't think a Leia prequel would be good either, yeah, man. No. All no. On Alderon being
2: diplomatic, and because technically we got her backstory yeah, on Rebels too. Yes. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they should touch really the core core people, core group. Yeah,
0: the core group itself. Han. Well, they're doing Han, but I mean Luke, Leia, Chewie. Oh, yeah, Chewie would be terrible, yeah. too. That yeah. makes you stupid. Yeah. The droids. I think we've seen <laughs> enough with the droids. The droids yeah.
1: doesn't yeah. no. <laughs> do any fucking droid it's movies. It's called a Young BB-8. Like, yeah. how did he become that ball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mine would probably be, it's it's to the tune of what Nabil is saying, a Young Yoda movie. Please uh, yeah, stop. With the fucking Facebook comments oh, with man, that because I, hate, I don't want that to happen. Me too, bro. I like the like, wise
2: old Yoda. We saw enough of his backflipping in the
0: prequels. Leave him mysterious. We don't need to do anymore. I don't that. even like that backflipping shit anymore. When I was <laughs> no. 14, yeah, it was cool. But now as an adult, I'm like, this is just dumb.
1: I think that would be the equivalent of the fucking Midichlorians bringing that shit up. Yeah, doing a young up. Yoda, just completely destroying, like, all the 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 like the mystery right. in in Yoda Keep the lore you know it, Exactly it. Nice
0: Mine would be an Ewok horror story <sighs> I'm just kidding. That's terrible <laughs> I thought it oh was a good God. idea <laughs> Uh no I agree with Marco I actually brought it up um I think a Yoda story would be terrible and that's the one everybody keeps bringing up Yeah They're like oh as long as they knock out that Obi-Wan uh Boba Fett and then Yoda one I'm like Wait, whoa, whoa 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 what no. what was the last one No <laughs> It just doesn't. I'm like, uh, it'd be cool as a flashback for ten minutes. I'm okay nah, with flashbacks if you Not if even it, that. Nah. If it's
2: relevant to the story, but on a what TV are, show, the, yeah, on a TV show, right? But <laughs> like, what are you gonna do that for the movie? He's dead now. It's fine.
0: Yeah, let it go, guys. Yeah. Um, it might also be a terrible idea to have a Palpatine movie. Yeah, like we said, yeah. like, I agree. Keep the sense of mystery around him. Overall, I think that works in his favor. We know he was a senator. We know that he somehow was. We've seen the story arc that we for need the to most see, part. Yeah. That's what I mean. The only
2: thing that would be interesting on that though is um, getting more about learning more about Darth Sidious. But I don't know if you need to do a movie on it or anything like that. You know, maybe there's another way to kind of show how he was able
1: to cheat death. That's that's what the books are for, Nabil. he's all legends i don't do the reading anymore i don't know i I, I think and and this this is something james and i can discuss i know we're going a little too long on this topic but very like last one if they were to do a movie on uh lost stars i love that fucking book book. i think i think that would be an amazing fucking
0: movie actually god damn it i wish one of us had
1: said that i know i almost (laughs) changed my number one to that I almost changed yeah, my Yeah, Lost Stars
0: one. is a book based on events basically from the beginning of Star Wars, the original trilogy, to The Force Awakens. And it follows the story of like a, a young lady and a man. Yeah. And about how they... It's kind of almost like a Romeo and Juliet-esque mm-hmm. kind yeah. of story. But it's really, really, really well done. If it's you really haven't it. read
1: it, put this shit on pause right now. <laughs> Go into your phone and buy the ebook or order the actual book. The itself. audiobook
2: is great. I've, I've read it. Or and get I'm the audiobook. audiobook. Yeah, it's a
1: great audiobook too. I did, could go to did your both. bookstore,
0: but you know,
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, do do that, that too. Did, no, like, just do the audiobook. Seriously, the audiobook is really well really done. It production. is I, I, with I, the I added sound effects and music. It almost makes it a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, listened to I, I did like, the book
1: twice. The first time through like my, my e-reader and the second time I did the audiobook. Audiobook-wise, I think I
0: finished it finished in like four days. It was one of those like was, I blasted through it. I was like,
1: dang. Dude, it's, I'm the it's one an recommended. incredible story. I was like, you guys got to check this out. Yeah, highly, highly recommended. All
0: right, so that's our Star Wars uh, opinions, I'd say. We have some pretty cool ones. Naboo had a pretty terrible one, but we'll look past <laughs> if it. If you
2: agree with me or if you have any other ideas, please feel free to leave us some comments.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on to our review here of Blade Runner 2049. Alright, so the IMDb description here is a young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years. The movie is directed by, and I got his pronunciation finally right, it's not Dennis Villeneuve. It's Dunny Villeneuve. That's how you praise Yeah, his I name. found
1: out I've been his uh, botching his fucking name yeah, this I've whole time. Yeah, I've been botching time.
0: his name for two years, <laughs> by the way. Not one fucking person told me. Okay, same, anyways. Same, stars bro. Ryan Gossing as Officer K. Same. Dave Bautista as Sapper Morton. Robin Wright as Lieutenant Joshi. And, um, well, they already said it in there. And Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard. And then, uh, I'd say Jared Leto as Neander Wallace. And... Technically, Sylvia Hoax is uh, the android love. Love. Or replicant.
1: Marco, yeah. I know you love this movie, so tell me yeah. why you liked it. I Yeah, basically, I fucking loved everything about this movie. Cinematography was just incredible. I love the action, the acting, the themes. There are a lot of heavy themes in this movie, and um, I really liked every single bit. Uh, the music score blew me away. Just the, the whole thing. It's It's one of the best movies I've seen in, like, this year probably my favorite movie this year so far and uh, what did you think about it Nabil uh, I love the film um, I agree it's probably the best
2: film I've seen this year so far in theaters really yeah mm. uh, I'm also a really big Blade Runner fan it's one of my favorite films same, same. Um, and the sequel I think is a great standalone um, my only dislike about it is the the there's a little bit of a story arc with the um, We'll street. go into dislikes in a yeah. sec. Oh, okay.
0: Well, then... I just want to know if you liked it or like... uh dislike. Oh, it. If you film. liked it overall, yeah. you liked it overall. Yeah. Um, I'm like 50-50 on it, guys. Strangely enough. It's one oh. of those movies where I left the theater and I still... I was missing something. Like, I, I look at the first film as more of a... I think the first film is almost a masterpiece. That's what I'd say is almost a masterpiece. Uh, this one, I think, is um, kind of a clone copy of it, you know? So, I don't know. It's just... I, I actually I know why I didn't like it. I'll tell you guys later in the spoilers section. Okay. Cause it I, for me it veered off a little bit. Uh, I agree though. It's probably one of the best looking films. Uh, regardless, like cinematography wise, I like I like the score. Some people shit on the score, but uh, I enjoyed Which the
1: score. It Blows my mind because I think it's it's one of the most originals. But okay. Oh, it's it's based on the original. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, no one gives a shit that the Star Wars movies use the same freaking music in every yeah, movie. Yeah, but they like those movies. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't watch this one then. They're um, not. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the numbers. Here. Apparently, they're not, yeah. Yeah. But,
0: hey, the foreigner the, beat it. <laughs> well, that's
1: Jack um, and Batman.
0: Overall, though, I still think it's a solid sci-fi film. I'm not saying... It just didn't work for me overall. And it, it's disappointing because this was one of the films that I was most looking forward to this year outside of, um, star Wars and randomly like the justice league, I guess.
1: True. But there's a lot of critically okay movies that have flopped the box office. That doesn't take away the fact that they've actually been really good movies. It's just, that's sometimes that's just the way it goes, you know? Yeah. I think, you know,
0: what probably heard this film is, um, advertising didn't tell anybody what it was about. Regardless, uh, all this advertising, uh, the almost three-hour runtime probably throws off some people that don't have time for longer films. Rated R too. On top of that, it's just set up for mm. failure in a way. Come on, like at our theater, we only had like four showings a day. Oh, it's in a long IMAX. Film, yeah, because of the That's length. Because the they can't, yeah. they can't put, they're not gonna put it in a theater. Overall, you know, it happens. So going into the themes of it themselves. Oh, damn, it's so hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. I'd say if truthfully, you're gonna, if you know, you're
2: gonna watch the, if you feel a fan of the original one, you like this film. But it, it's a very long film. If you do not like film noir style films that are, especially these kind of, it's not a, that big of an action film. So no, if you're no. expecting that to be the case, I'd recommend you, as a, as much as it pains me to say it, not watching it in um, theaters as, unless you're really a big fan of the film. Although yeah, I think it's,
1: it, it's, it's not it's not a fast paced film yeah. at all. And I feel like it's the, the trailers track. sold it as if it would be, but like an action, right? Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's like Terminator-esque. Yeah. Correct. You know what I mean?
2: It's it's definitely something worth watching. Even just appreciate the cinematics uh, of the film. Uh, The I mean the visuals of the film, but. Um,
0: I think for that reason alone, you should see it in the theaters. And come up with your own opinion. You cause... should watch
2: it in like large formats. If you know that you want to see something, watch it in IMAX or the XD or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. It. I'd, pref- I'd say I'd recommend an IMAX because
0: it looks
1: good. It that way. But, it, it, but there's a lot but of heavy themes uh, dealing with one's own humanity, social economic issues as well too. But
2: it's not a popcorn movie. This is yep. going to make you think. This is yeah. going to be something that you're gonna your eyes are gonna love, but your brain is gonna be well, racking the whole
0: So time. going with Marco's themes there, though, overall is that. The main theme of the movie it has a lot of themes to a point especially with society and um your worth to people depending on who you are and what you are yep. um what was the one that resonated the most with you guys mm. i would for me just to start it off i'd say definitely doesn't matter if you're human or replicant like a person's a person
1: which i thought was a really good theme uh i think it dealing with k the main character played by Ryan Gosling dealing with his own identity plays a lot with, with the movie and him trying to figure out where he fits in, in, in this world, in this future. And it's, it's something that is, is carried across the, the entire film all throughout his entire like character arc. And I, I felt that the movie did a great job with this. And again, dealing with so many like social economic issues uh, with, with, what what replicants have to deal with with what humanity has to deal with now um it, it it it's something that i think could you know speak not to just today's world but even like to even like years after this hell even the original blade runner still speaks to today's times so that's my opinion of it that's that's kind of something that stuck with my head throughout watching the movie yeah definitely what about identity you as well um I'd say
2: the the big thing I agree completely. Like identity is a big theme there, um, and I think that goes hand in hand with like the idea of love in the film, um, because you can look at it just multiple perspectives of what that is and why people yep. do the things they're doing. You know, for love and what that definition is from from the multiple replicants you can see from some of the main characters. They they have that kind of overarching thing. It's like this is what I'm doing for love, and this is what I'm going to keep doing, um, and I'm or I'm trying to find it or whatever else it is. So I think that that really um, resonated with me in the
0: film. Nice. Uh, let's go into spoilers here, because once again, I want to talk about some stuff, but we have uh, to, we have to jump into spoilers. Yeah.
1: So um, again, like Nabil was saying, if you're a fan of the original movie, definitely check it out. If you know if you know you're gonna have trouble staying in the mood here for three hours, try to watch an afternoon showing or a matinee. But um, or if you're even if you're a heavy sci-fi enthusiast, definitely you know. Check this out because this movie could definitely need the help in the I would definitely recommend watching the
0: final cut of Blade Runner beforehand. Definitely watch the original. A much better payoff. I'd say if you were not a fan of the first movie, you're not gonna like this. No. Correct. If you're not a sci-fi fan, you're not gonna like this. And if you're like Nabil said, if you're not a fan of somebody that kind of needs to think about what the movie means overall, it's not gonna hold your hand to a certain point on this film. Then you probably want to skip this or wait to rent it to kind of come up with your own idea. Definitely going to think about this one for a few days. Yep. Okay, so we're going to go jump into spoilers. So if you don't want to know about it, hold
1: off. Don't listen to us.
0: All right, so we're back. We're going to go over some spoilers here. What did you... Just going off the part here. What's What started out kind of negative in a way? No, nah, not really. So, did you guys like that they reveal that K is a replicant like five minutes into the movie? I, I like that that was organic. Me I too. I like that, yeah. I like because Bautista's character is telling him like, oh, how do you like hunting your own kind? And I was like, nice. I like how they made that the reveal. Yeah. Not some fucking... Like stop for 5 minutes let's talk about this. He's like hold on bro. Right. Looks at the what? camera. He's like, I'm a replicant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the next model up. Oh
1: shit. Um, I, I, I like it, it too out. because it, right like right off the bat it makes you think hmm, was was Deckard a replicant? Wait, what? Are all Blade Runners replicants? You, you your brain already starts like working and start like thinking about these Which, things. Which still in this movie Deckard uh, being a replicant is never fully answered no. still. They just
0: don't, you know they don't even address the fucking issue. But I think they like, figured out.
1: I, I kind of like that they left that that it's up to interpretation because I think it. it you Ridley know. Scott says he is a replicant,
0: but Harrison Ford says he's not a replicant. Yeah, he's not a
1: replicant. He's
0: like they're not paying me enough for this shit.
2: Well, that's the whole premise of the film, though, is that a human and a replicant. It doesn't replicant. matter. It doesn't matter, really, right? No, that's the whole premise. It's up to
1: your interpretation.
2: No, that's the premise. Is that. A human and a replicant were able to
0: have a child,
1: or could, or was two it two replicants, replicants that had a child? No. no,
0: that was the
2: whole thing. Is that
0: no? So you think no. Deckard's a human then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, it's pretty widely assumed he's a replicant at the end end of the final cut. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I understand that from the original film, but this film is, I I believe, is overtly stating that it's not. He's not.
0: Okay. It's up to you how you think about it. They yeah. don't actually ever tell you. Well, yeah, they don't outright. Because tell technically you. Jared Leto's character even tells him, What if you were programmed to meet yeah, her? And I yeah. remember Yeah, that right? was part of it. So yeah. that's kind of a hint that And all he says be.
1: is I know the truth. Yeah. He's like,
0: Bitches be bitches. <laughs> what, Harrison? God damn it he's drunk I socked him in
1: the face. <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> like, If you hit him with an open hand, it's love. <laughs> what, Harrison? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Cut guys. No. Um I think I think that's cool though that they don't tell you because now it's still up for speculation because he's he's still alive at the end of the film.
2: Yeah. yeah, they really the ending kind of abandoned too. They did.
0: Yeah, the ending is where I have an issue with the film. We'll go that in a second here. Uh, um,
1: I I think I'll we'll kind of agree on that.
0: Yeah, yeah I have I an issue with the right turn they randomly take. And by the way, uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll go on a rant in a moment. Um, okay, anyway, I'm going to probably disagree with you on there, but. It's a. Uh, yeah. Everybody likes everything. And uh, truthfully, maybe <laughs> I just don't like Danny Villain. And Why? the fucking director. I don't know, man. Truthfully, I really like Prisoners and I really like Enemy, but I'm not a big fan of Sicario or Arrival. Oh, I like man. Sicario. I so like the arrival is
1: so dude. See? I was one of the people Damn. that fell asleep four different times. So, dude, it was so good, man. Again, like another really heavy handed movie that just yeah. talks about like all these various different themes. But coming back, though, to Blade Runner. Uh, what parts did you... Oh, fuck.
0: I guess we're jumping right into it. So, what is your best... What's the best part of the movie? And explain why. And I'm going to go over what I liked, but then what made it not work for me. Because I want to explain to everyone why I didn't like it as much as you guys. Um, so,
1: Go ahead, Marco. So, like, what? Some of my best parts of it? Um, yeah, what's your favorite part of the entire film? I have, I have a few. Go over your best one. Oh, my best one? Um... And some people are probably going to disagree with me on this one, but that's it's fine. Um, I actually like the the fight near the near the ocean because it's it's supposed to be anticlimactic. It's supposed to not be the big um, epic battle. It's supposed to be, and I think it mirrors the fight that Deckard had with uh, Roy Batty in the first one. Where you rewatch that fight, it's not epic at all. It's just played out like a regular fight. But what I liked, it, but what I liked about it at the most is how he kills love, and it's more like it's a uh, he drowns her. And it's like a reverse birth. Yeah, it's like each because each one of these new replicants is birth. You see them come out of like this fake. I don't know what do you call it. Placenta? No, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, like this fake uterus. They come. They they come out, and um, they're kind of born. Yeah, you know? they're born. And so, like, she is pretty much, it's it's sort of like he's, like, just, like, putting, like, sending her back from where she came from. And, like, just the look on her face as she's drowning and she realizes that she is going to die. Isn't it crazy that Kay like, has to kill love right. in order to... Yeah. And also, in a way, like, Joy had to die for him right. to realize Right. It's symbolic, that. too. Exactly. It's very yeah. symbolic, too. And th- Those are the things that I really liked about it. And so that's why I really liked it. And just... The shot of like the like the water crashing and like just crashing against like the the like the seawall and everything like was just so good. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like it's not an epic battle, but at the same time, it's very tense. So that's that's probably like my one of my favorite. I thought that scene was
0: terrible. I knew you were going to say that. I hated that entire thing. And I went. did it go on for 45 minutes or was that just me? It, it went on for like it like went on, on for minutes. way too long. The fact that he leaves and then is like, wait, I gotta go back and kill her and then go back and save Decker. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on here? It was hard to see. I don't know. I didn't like it. I like that he killed yeah, the killing thing is okay. that was fine. the sinking. but I think the set of it itself, I didn't'm not a fan of that one. What yeah. about you, what about you Nabil?
2: I mean, I disagree with you. I did like it. Um, but it's for the kind of the similar reasons that uh, Marco had. Um, it wasn't my favorite scene though. Um, I think the nice thing about that particular scene was that it did give more meaning behind that. Like, Kay is essentially like, I don't care what this is anymore. I'm, I'm still here to do a mission. I'm trying to find you know your daughter. That's what I was set out to do. So I'm gonna do that. I think it's also in a way
0: me. like it's like his last thing if he has to do it. He's, he's gonna he, do. It. He's gonna save Deckard. Yeah, and that's gonna be his his thing to help the Republican Revolution. And yeah. You
2: know. But um, my favorite, my favorite scene is more like multiple things. It was, it was the art, story arc of him and his girlfriend Joy.
0: Those are, yeah, those are a lot better than I thought they'd yeah. be.
2: Yeah, I thought I, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, That's it's just something harsh. that they're gonna have over here. It's just shove it in because he's a replicant and he's lonely or whatever. And then you could see how much she meant to him and how you know everything that kind of happened and how they had to build their relationship co- closer. He started even feeling stronger towards her, and you could already tell that he built some kind of relationship before, and then he loses her, and you know, like that destroys it, him. But yep. then it's back in his face, and he
1: realizes she's and, probably just saying the just saying Yeah, he yeah. wants, it, wants her to say. It, right. it goes. It goes back to like what James was saying, where he has to kill love, where he just realizes, holy shit! And that's that when, when he realizes, like, an, yeah. is she only saying that?
0: Because exactly, I thought of the yeah. movie Her. When I saw that, because that. Scarlett Johansson makes it sound like she's in a single relationship with Joaquin Phoenix, Right. but then he realizes she's been in this relationship with everybody because yeah, yeah. she tells them basically what they want to hear. Yeah.
2: And that was the same thing there. And yeah. he, it, it, it was a really good full circle, ending that from start to finish, and having him have to be like, what if? And I really liked how they put that story arc together. And it wasn't just, like I said, in your face. It was... Very just added in. As a matter of fact, here's this, here's this, here's this. And, oh, by the way, is she
0: really there for you? So, I like that. I like the scene where Ryan Gosling finds the horse thingy, the... Uh, model in the ashes oh yeah, yeah very good the cinematography scene. on that is amazing mm-hmm. and when it's just quiet and it has that music and it's haunting and it just keeps rising up and then he realizes it and he's like what the fuck is this all about mm-hmm. right <laughs> and that's
1: when you're like man maybe it yeah. really is real mm-hmm. you know? uh can i just say also that he did he killed the it too, scene by the where yeah. he asks uh if that memory is real and he's told it's real his reaction mm-hmm. was just so fucking That's good. what
0: I mean. I think Ryan Gosling does a that an so excellent, excellent job film. in this
1: film. And lastly, the trauma test.
0: I love the trauma test. I can tell. You've been putting it on Twitter quite a bit.
1: <laughs> I put it on Twitter once. I was like, okay. Cool. it's And fun fact, it's actually a quote from the book that he gives joy. Yeah. Fire. yeah. I like
0: little moments in this movie. What didn't work for me? Three things. I didn't think the whole humans against replicant thing was shown that well in the film at all.
1: I agree with you, hundred percent. Except for when the,
0: the beginning ten minutes, where the guy's like, "Hey, yeah, were a skin job or some shit." All right, your skin job,
1: and then somebody wrote some fucked up shit on his door. They call him Skinner. That's the new. Is that it? Yeah. But they call that's... him Skin Jobs though because skin, they're Skin Jobs is the original, yeah. and then there's the new uh, derogative turn towards him as Skinner because it's written. But outside of that you not once see anybody get
0: really racist. So that's why at the end of the film, when they get to the point where the revolution starts, it had no impact on me, and I felt like it was just tacked on. But because it starts at the
2: beginning, and then you see it like literally the last 30 minutes of the
0: Yeah, time. I'm like, why do I care about this? I'm right. like, I was more cared about Deckard and finding his fucking daughter. I was right. like, can we Good. just get yeah. to the thing?
1: The only other thing also is like, it really wouldn't uh, make sense to you unless I think if you watched the three little vignettes leading up to building this. up to it yeah because but, then you see that whole yeah that 15 minute animated one where you see like what's going on and not only that but just that scene with uh bautista's character and him getting to that street fight and the way people look at him um like that kind of helps like lead to understand the animosity between like the uh, the replicants and the humans but, yeah but yeah i felt like that i still liked it but i, d- I thought that it wasn't like the strongest point in the movie yeah, and um,
0: I would have liked to see more Jared Leto too. Peter Wallace's character, yeah, he was actually pretty cool. Like I was yeah. like, this guy's crazy. Got the eye thing, and then and he, he
2: truly has- believes he's doing something
0: good. It sounds like yeah, um, he's a he's a mad genius that's on the, so on the cusp of something, but he can't get past his predecessor's project, which was able to do something that he wanted that he's been trying to attain. Right? Yeah. yeah, but there was only one. It's so close that you just can't do it. Like you can right. feel for the guy. He like he saved humanity, technically. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And once again, you don't know that unless you watch the damn epilogue or prologue movies. Yeah. Which once again, there's three videos. Everybody highly recommend. All catching on, those on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all on the Warner Brothers official YouTube page. Um, lastly, I didn't like the fact that at the end we are. It's almost like it's it veers away from Kay's story entirely, and it's like. Here's Deckard's story now. Care about Deckard's story? I I, f- I didn't see, like that. I, didn't-
1: I I feel like it's more like K find like finds like a, his like a purpose. Like he feels like he has no like he's out and he's he's all all he's doing is killing his own kind. He feels empty and dead inside. And no, no. he finally finds purpose in the end by being able to help someone and really do like a selfless act. Yeah. Usually he's supposed to kill Deckard because the resistance told him. You gotta kill him, even if you have to. Yeah, he, and he makes his own choice, finds his own identity, yeah. and says, "No, this is who I am. This is what I'm gonna do." You know, I don't know this guy, but I feel connected to him somehow. Well, he thought, yeah, because I share a memory that his daughter, implanted, his daughter implanted in me. him, which and, I thought was yeah.
0: was a cool twist to the whole thing. But that's what I think left me empty was the fact that I was like, "Am I supposed to care about Ryan Gosling's character? Or am I supposed to care about Harrison Ford's character by the end of this film?" It just because uh, the first one, you know, it's pretty cut straight on who, you, who you're who you following on the first film. Right. It's Deckard's story, and it's about his interactions. And this one, it's Ryan Gosling's story for the first two hours and the last 45 minutes. It's Deckard's story then. It jumps over to it for me, and, you know, you see Ryan Gosling's dying on the steps at the very end, and it's like, okay, like, he finally did something worthwhile, and, he, and like I said, it, it's a... Replicant or human, it doesn't matter. You're still you. You mean something to someone, or you did something, and then we just. It would have been nice to see the interaction between, I guess Deckard and his daughter Anna. It's just like cut. I was like, "Uh, I get it. I get it though. Just like the first movie, cuts. So yeah,
1: but I don't know. That's why it's almost. I don't. I don't know if the bill agrees or not. But it's almost like uh, K feels something for real. Like he. Like he realizes that he was living like a false like love life with his fake girlfriend, and he at the end feels something. It took all, everything and all his sacrifice to, but he finally feels something that really makes him feel alive. No, yeah. like, and that like right before his death, and it had he had to feel pain first before he do that because one of the other themes that is reminiscent of the first one is the feeling of pain. Like pain is what reminds you that you're alive. Sort of. I would have liked
2: more to um, that they had more interaction with Kay and um, Deckard, and because yeah. what happens is that this great fight scene, in you know in the film when they meet up and then they have a drink, they talk a little bit, and then it essentially just cuts to captured and yeah, Kay is just kind of lounging for some reason and. All of a sudden, they wearing He's wearing pajamas. In the yeah, it's like, they just kind of cut to it, and it's like, why Why wouldn't you just kind of They brought that up that. on the Slash
0: film They're so like, do you guys notice he's really stylish in the first movie? And then somewhere along the line, he's like, yeah, he's I, like I, don't I don't give, give don't a fuck. I was like, you mean he became Harrison Ford? Yeah, basically. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I thought that was weird. It's like, so he went all this way, and we don't even get to see the Bond. And obviously, there wasn't much of a Bond, because he didn't really care much for him to And be truthfully,
0: with. they only have like 10 minutes of screen time to get right.
2: So I really think that right there, um, there should have been, I, I'm not saying they needed to go out and have ice cream together or something, but they could have had some kind of more <laughs> what are you, of a conversation, what are you, you know, together uh, while they were there. Because at the time, he still really thought that it was his dad. They shared you know? a bottle
0: of scotch off screen.
2: Yeah, apparently.
0: Dude, bro, all their press junket stuff made it sound like they were in the movie way longer right. together. They, they had a couple the scenes. The way they were always talking, I'm like, you guys are talking about two fucking scenes tops. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we saw each other all the time. I'm like, for what, a week? It,
1: it, I think it's it's almost like the like the loose Skywalker effect. Like, the reason he was just at the end is because he would have taken focus away from the overall story. Which
2: is fine, but then you have him there, so why don't you use him? True. You know, now he's a part of the story. I'm not saying it need to be a buddy cop thing, but at least build the uh, connection so that way Kay's character... You know, Kay feels some kind of connection to Deckard. And then, I mean, I get if you're looking at the fight scene at the end it's that decision to go save him that might have made a difference but, but the the, the, the connection
1: was the fact that he he was expecting to be like his his son right. like that like he the whole and that was the thing it was like it was like the only connection was that memory and that's that's the connection we're supposed to feel and of course it gets ripped away from us but i mean that I feel was enough of a connection to feel like. Oh, I think shit. you could have built that up more to make, make the connection stronger. So
2: when the reveal comes, when he meets with the revolutionists or whatever they are, um, that, oh, you thought you were the you were the child, you know? Like no, we all daughter- want to be the child. Right. Yeah. It would have been a bigger thing because it would have meant a lot more to him personally, finding out like, oh, so he, we really have nothing in common outside of the fact that I have his daughter's memories, you know? That I think was that, that payoff for the emotion wasn't there. The expressions acting wise, it's great, but Mm -hmm. I feel like story wise, there wasn't a big enough payoff because you didn't really see the relationship build.
0: Awesome. So overall guys,
2: who would you probably recommend this to? Like I said earlier, you know, if you're a sci-fi fan, if you love the Blade Runner film, um, if you like art house films, if you just love visuals, the film looks stunning. Every, any scene is just beautiful that they show over there. Um, Definitely worth a watch, um, but if you're looking for, if you're th- expecting an action film, or you're thinking of something that's going to be really fast paced, um, and maybe even a little popcorn it's not. It's not that kind of film.
1: Uh, yeah, agreed. I mean, this isn't uh, Terminator Two or anything. Okay, so it's not. It's not going to be a fast paced like Nabil was saying or anything. Um, but if you're a huge movie buff, a huge sci-fi fan. And of course, if you're like a big fan of the original, then definitely check this out. I think that this is a movie that should be seen in theaters. It's just shot so beautifully, uh, so many great sequences and shots. And um, to me, so far, it's it's probably the best movie I've seen so far this year. So, yeah, yeah check it out if you if you fit within those guidelines. <laughs> um, I liked it.
0: I didn't love it. Probably in the bottom ten of my. Um, Top 10 for the year. Truthfully, I I wanted to like it a lot more. But I'd say if you're a super hardcore fan of the first one, enjoy sci-fi. Like Nabil said, visuals too. It's be something to consider. Um, I don't think it's going to be for everybody, truthfully. So I'd say when it comes around to rent, definitely give it a look. Give it your own opinion. See if you like it. Overall, I still think it's a really good companion piece to the first one. But like I said, I liked it. But I wanted to love it, but I just ended up liking it. So. And that is our review of Blade Runner 2049. And that is the end of our eighth podcast here, guys, for the Movie Pals. All right. Once again, I just want to thank everybody for listening here. Uh, all the feedback, response, reviews here. It's awesome. Uh, Marco,
1: how can uh, people reach us on Twitter and Facebook? All right. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pod, or follow us on Twitter at Pod. Leave us uh, any questions uh, if you want to leave us a topic for the week as well too, feel free to drop us a line and let us know what you want us to discuss. Um, and of course uh, leave us a review. Okay
0: and our next film here we're probably since we're actually going to be recording on Halloween Eve, we're gonna do a surprise kind of Ooh. scary film, a little mini review. We'll review what the title of that one is. Down the line. And uh, we're also going to look over the new film here, Only the Brave, on our next pod. So keep a lookout. But until then, this is James. And Marco. And the Bill, And have a good one.